Hello, everyone. Welcome to Make It A Popcast. I hope you enjoy your stay. My name's Evan. Oh, my name is Katie. <laughs> it's okay, Katie. How are you? I'm good. I'm not too bad. Obviously tired. Let's be mm. real. Mm. But I am good. Um, I just ate a bowl of chicken for dinner. Like just chicken villet? Yeah, but it was um coated in uh corn flour with paprika, garlic powder and uh, garlic granules and onion granules and then I made Frank's red hot sauce with uh, some honey and butter, so it was really nice. Oh, that actually does sound nice. It was really nice and it was uh I had it with some of the Eddie Rockets garlic sauce that you buy in the shop, like in the Oh yeah, I've seen them. I mean to buy the one of them. I can't remember which one, not the garlic one. It's delicious. It's really good. So yeah, I'm good. I'm not too bad. I just had my dinner and I'm chilling now and I had a bath and I was wearing my bath hair towel <laughs> before <laughs> we started recording. <laughs> and everyone was like, oh, what's up with your hair? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sorry, that's just my towel. Um, so how are you? Well, I'm wearing checkered pajamas, as we found out. <laughs> yeah, we're wearing a matching we're wearing a matching outfit just for this recording. <laughs> You're welcome, even though no one can see us. <laughs> <laughs> we're, oh. we're in a luxury suite <laughs> being a luxury suite. in Neilstown in um plaid pajama bombs. So you're welcome, Ariel. Oh, okay, well to answer your question, my mic nearly fell over. Um to answer your question, I am good, feeling hmm. fine. <laughs> trying oh, to trying to get through life. <laughs> that's all I did ever do. One step at a time. Mm. All we can... Yep. Our <laughs> queen. Come on. <laughs> we know who our queen is here. Yeah, we all know who our queen is here. <laughs> so uh we're just gonna get right into it. Let's talk about some pop news. <laughs> okay, so we all remember the hit 2003 movie Freaky Friday starring Mindy Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes, we do. So, uh, whilst on her Oscar trail, Jamie has been hinting at a sequel to Freaky Friday, and Lindsay Lohan has shared her interest in reprising the role for a sequel. Well, it's officially in the works with Jamie Lee and Lindsay to return. Wow. So, I wonder what that's going to be about. Again, we all know how I feel about sequels. Yeah. We don't need it. Yeah. But... I did love this film growing up, so I will definitely be watching it because yeah. I loved loved with a capital L Freaky Friday. It was one of my favorite films growing up. Oh, honestly! So I'm excited. I'm definitely gonna go see it like a million percent, one hundred percent. And I'm so happy for Lindsay. <laughs> Me too. But like, I just think she's gonna bring a different energy to it. Well, yeah, she's grown up a lot. Yeah. We we all know. If anyone knows, we all know. Mm. But uh, yeah, I, I'm excited for. Her. Me too. So maybe who knows? This next actor, next actress will be in it. Maybe not. Um, but uh, this is about Jennifer Garner. So Jennifer Garner did an interview. She talked about the problems with always being perceived as nice. She said, "When I have any kind of boundary, people think of it as much more than it actually is. The problem is being recognized on a day where I'm not so nice, or when I have my." I have a blackness in my soul. I've definitely had days where I just can't do it. I scale the people before they can walk up to me. I'm not perfect and I don't think I'm rude, but I'm not good at being fake. 
like it's just human at the end of the day yes and some people are more popular humans than others but it doesn't mean that they're not human yeah um like and it's the same with anybody like i probably look like i want to kill everybody i walk around with a face like thunder most of the time but on the inside i'm i'm grand it's just it's just how my face is <laughs> so maybe jennifer's like that and that's okay and yeah everyone has bad days every now and then and imagine you're just trying to go do something like normal and then someone's like oh hey can i have a picture it's like go away no yeah you know, like I get annoyed when when I'm like overwhelmed with loads of customers coming up to me asking me for stuff at the one time. So imagine loads of people surrounding you. Like it's the same thing. Yeah. So. Well, is she not talking about it from like an acting perspective? Because she's always getting those nice kind of roles. Oh yeah, no, she probably is. Like, but then I think she's she's saying it like, like from the acting perspective of everyone expects her to be this like soft, fluffy cloud because of the roles she gets. Mm-hmm. but like it's her job to do that you know yeah doesn't mean that's what she's like so I mean, yeah she's tried to do like edgier roles it just hasn't worked out like she's she's the most recent most recent things i can think of her in is like love simon where she's like the mom and she's a real all-american same with like yesterday i think she's in that as well yeah she is yeah and 13 young and 30 she's just like a child like nice little girl in that in a 30 year old's body you know but everyone has a typecast. Yeah, she is very typecast. She is. She's typecast as the all-American mom. Mm. Or a 13-year-old trapped in a 30-year-old's body. But anyway. But anyway. Everyone gonna... leave her alone. I'm not slandering her. I like Jennifer Garner. No, not, not you. I mean everyone in the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Other people. <laughs> yeah, everyone else. We're fine. We're not slandering. No. Uh, so final headline. I, oh, let's it's into the somber one, you guys. So, Chris Brown and Usher got into a heated argument that apparently turned violent at Chris's birthday party. TMZ confirms mm-hmm. why was Usher there? I don't know. Usher reportedly tried to intervene after Chris started yelling at Tiana Taylor for not wanting to talk to him. Later, Usher came back with a bloody nose. Huh. Ah. <sighs> Chris Brown. Why? <laughs> the amount of people defending him, I'm sorry. What? What is this? What hold does he have on you? There's no defense. Yeah, there's yeah. no way to defend Chris Brown mm. for being a shitty person because mm. that's what he is. And you can even if you like his music, like if people are like, yeah, but his music, I'm like, yeah, but he's still an arsehole. Yeah. Just because he has good music doesn't mean he's not a horrible human. Exactly. It doesn't excuse you just because you might be talented doesn't mean that you can go around hitting people and all. Because, like, people get put in jail for less. Yeah. But they do. It's true. No, I know where you're from. It's just like... <laughs> but, like, you know, if that was just a normal person at a party... Where there was, let's be real, there's probably drugs and all involved. If that was a normal party somewhere in America with drugs involved and the host then hit another member, the police would be called to be put in prison. Like, yeah, 
But because you're a bit of a celebrity, you, you get away with it and, and then people come to your defence. No. Ugh, I'm just sick of him and his fans. I'm absolutely just tired of it. Mm-hmm. Just so annoyed. Chris Brown fans um probably listen to Andrew T. Oh, they do. <laughs> they do. They have the same audience. It's like when Andrew Tate was like arguing with Piers Morgan on the show. It's like, what? You stand for the same things. Stop it. Stop yeah. it. What are you arguing about? You are an arsehole. <laughs> so. Oh, I can't. Oh, we're going to move on and just. Katie, transport us to where we need to be. Well. My phone would unlock, that would be great because I have it written down here. Let's go and spend a week, well, a day in the life of the wealthy guests at the White Lotus, where we will see where we will see a bunch of wealthy people in their own world and maybe get a shock or two along the way. So, Evan, what is your history with the White Lotus? So I remember when it was first airing and when it first came out, I remember the hype around it. And I was uh, like a lot of people talked about it. And I think the kind of like my kind of connection with it would have been Jennifer Coolidge. Just the yeah. amount of people that like talked about her and all the memes and stuff on TikTok and everything. And um, we'll get to, we'll get to that in a, in a while in the discussion. But um, yeah, I kind of knew of it. It was on my list for a good bit. Mm. Um, And then I remember the, the casting announcement for season two. So I always knew of it, knew didn't know fully what it was about, but knew it was about like a resort. And um, yeah. so my first time really watching a full episode was actually for this. So that's my kind of history with the White Lotus. So what's yours? Mine's similar. Obviously, like when the force came out, I heard a lot about it. And then I just heard like general commentary on the internet about it. Like people saying that they didn't like it. People saying that they did like it. And then I just never gave it much more thought. And then I heard about the second season came out and yeah. I I heard about Jennifer's role and stuff in it, and I was just like, okay. And I didn't think I'd ever, ever, ever watch it. And then we decided to do it this week. So I watched an episode, and that's my history. Oh, we know nothing about this, and please go easy on us. <laughs> yeah, we knew nothing about this going in at all, basically. Okay, but we're going to recap the first episode of The White Lotus. So let's go. Give it to me. <laughs> In uh, So in the airport, Shane talks to a couple about staying at the White Lotus. He mentions that it was his honeymoon and they ask where his wife is and he tells them to leave him alone. So one week earlier, a number of guests are on their way to the White Lotus. Olivia and Paula gossip about the other guests and their mother and her mother, Nicole, tells her they're nearly at the resort. Armin tells Lonnie, a trainee at the White Lotus, all about the VIP guests. He welcomes the guests to the White Lotus. So Tanya tries to book a spa treatment and Belinda says she'll see what she can do as they are booked up. Shane and Rachel, the married couple, are in their room and he realises this is the wrong room. They discuss the room and she tells him to talk to the receptionist. So Lonnie is showing Tanya her room. So Tanya says she's missing the bag with her mother's ashes in it. Lonnie finds a bag and heads outside the room. She's having contractions. Lonnie is in fact pregnant. Olivia and Paula want to head to the beach and Nicole tells them to move their stuff. So she opens the kitchen door to find Quinn's bed in the kitchen. Nicole tells them off. The girls leave and head to the beach. Lonnie is in the changing room and talks about how much her how much her uh, baby baby kicking is hurting her. So Lonnie meets uh, Armand at the desk. Uh, Rachel and Shane arrive at the reception and talk to Armand about their room. 
Shane complains about the room and Armin says that there's nothing that they can do, that the pineapple room is booked up by a German couple. Armin explains the hotel politics and compares it to a mother and child. So Nicole looks at her husband Mark's testicles. He thinks he has testicular cancer. Mark complains and Nicole tells him to grab uh, Quinn and go have fun. Mark tries to convince Quinn to have fun. Tanya heads to the spa for a massage and Belinda gives her op- her uh, options, gives her other options rather than a massage. So Rachel says hi to Olivia and Paula at the pool and they talk. Rachel tells them she's known Shane since last September. Olivia's mom is the CEO of Poof. So they stop talking. Rachel strips down and gets in the pool. Paula and Olivia stare. Delani's water breaks and Armin sends, sends her to the office. Mark and Quinn ask Armin about scuba diving. No activities seem to suit the father and son, uh, uh, except except for snorkeling. So Dylan has to clean up Lonnie's water. Belinda and Tanya meditate. Tanya talks about scattering her mother's ashes. Belinda helps her with her grief. Quinn and Mark are swimming and he asks his dad why he keeps looking at his junk. Rachel tries to tell Mark about the girls and he brings it back to the room again. So Rachel tells him to get over it. So she makes a point that that's their first marital spat. Quinn and Mark talk about life and say they love each other. Olivia and Nicole argue over Hillary Clinton. Armand asks Mark uh, and Quinn about snorkeling. Dylan tells Armand about Lonnie giving birth. So he starts to run and he bumps into Tanya who wants to request Belinda for her massage the next day. Lonnie's doctor is on the way from the other side of the island and Dylan suggests to find a guest who's a doctor. Paula and uh, Olivia vape as Paula sees a hot guy. Shane and Rachel are at a romantic dinner and he ruins it by trying to show Armin the email from about the room. Armin grabs Belinda to help Lonnie. Her doctor shows up and Armin says she has no, she had no idea that Lonnie was pregnant. So Tanya stumbles back to her hotel room and gets into bed. Uh, Quinn gets, gets into the kitchen bed. Paula and Olivia talk about the guy from earlier. Mark is getting a call from his doctor. He answers it and is waiting for the news, but he's told he'll get a call back. So Nicole tells him it'll be good news because good things happen to good people. Rachel tells Shane she's happy. He holds her and tells her they'll always be young and in love. They kiss, they start to have sex, and then the episode ends. Yes, it does. So let's discuss White Lotus. I don't know where to begin. Mm. I... I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Okay. But I think that's because I didn't know anything about this going into it. Like, I know I said I'd heard about it, but, like, I'd only really heard the name. Yeah. And, like, little bits about each character, but only as the characters as people, not about the story, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea it was about a retreat. Um, And I think I found out about that was in Hawaii when I, like, was looking up when I was like, it, I think it says like on the description of the first episode that they're going to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. But I think from the very start where um your man is in the airport. Shane, yeah. Shane, yes. Thank you. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Is in the airport. Once that kind of, that whole forced conversation happened, I was like, Right, I wasn't expecting this. Okay. Because I don't know if I should should I say it? Say it, I don't care. 
Okay, and now I'm just saying, look, if you haven't watched it and you don't want any spoilers because you're one of them people who doesn't like spoilers, go away now. Yeah. One, two, two three. three. You better have gone away. Okay, when he mentions that, um, when somebody was like, where have you been? And he was like, the White Lotus. And then she was like, oh, didn't somebody die there recently? Yeah. And then he was like, they're putting the body on. They're putting her body on the plane right now. Mm-hmm. And then they start talking about his wife. But like, I'm not sure if that's Rachel they're talking about. Do you think he might have another wife or something? No, I think maybe Rachel broke up with him while they were there. Mm-hmm. And one of the young girls is actually dead. Oh, so like Olivia or Paula? Yeah. Okay, I mean, I see where you're coming from. But like, cause I I think it was just too obvious that it's his wife. That's yeah, dead. well, yeah. So yeah, they're trying to do that to throw the audience off. I mean, that's a that's a classic yeah. TV move. True. But I don't know. I'm like, are they doing that just to try to throw us off, or is that actually the thing? So that's. I mean, it's it's a good like thing. So I was like, right, okay, I can see where they're going with this now. So it made me more interested in it. I'm conflicted. Why? Okay, so I don't know if I like this or I don't. Okay, that's okay. Okay, so I see the intent and I yeah. see I don't get the hype. No, I don't get the hype. I don't get the hype. I see the intent, but at the same time it's it's a bit too much fluff for me. I don't know what's going on here. I haven't a clue what's going on. Well, I think that's that's part of the reason. But I think it's just it's just it's too glossy for me or something. I don't know what's up with it. Yeah, um, I get I get where you're coming from, and mm. I do see the confliction. Like, and I do know that a lot of people like couldn't get into it. Yeah, and, or a lot of people couldn't even like like couldn't get behind it. They were like, nah, yeah, it's not worth your time. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I've heard some people being like, it's just not, it's not worth watching. But it's kind of has that little kind of true crime element to it now for me. Yeah, see, I'm not into true crime. Yeah, you're you not. Are. Yeah, so, but then again, you do like a modern mystery. This is the thing, right? I was like, okay, I was, when I kind of, I would say 15, 20 minutes in, I was like, okay, Glass Onion. This is giving yeah. me Glass Onion vibes, and Glass Onion is perfect in every single way yeah in my really. opinion but then i was like no it's missing that thing that glass onion has that makes it so good because i don't know what is i actually don't know what it's missing and i'm trying i was trying to i was thinking about this and i was like i had it before and now it's gone there's something that and i know obviously glass onions movie this is a show but they're very similar in yeah like, the idea and the tone and stuff it's missing that thing that glass onion had that made it so special this I mean this thing this show is just like I'm just like okay you're fine yeah mm-hmm. no I do I do get that but um I am very intrigued to see what's going on where it goes but then the thought of watching like how many episodes is like nine or something I'd say six in the first season it's not too bad oh it's only six six in first season seven in the second so yeah okay maybe I'll get through it I'll watch another episode and see, um, and then make up my I mind. think, I think you should watch another episode. Because mm-hmm. I got halfway know... through the second one, so maybe I'll if I get if I don't like it by the end of the third one, I'll jump off. Okay. Um. When did you 
get really like I'm not into this was that in the first episode I was kind of on and off in the first episode but then there's a scene at the start of the second episode yeah with Sydney Sydney sorry Olivia and Paula yeah Sydney Sweeney and I was like oh this is just it's too glossy it's too it's bordering on euphoria and I know obviously Sydney Sweeney's in euphoria so that's why I'm kind of saying that yeah bordering on that euphoria glossiness that I really didn't like I get what you mean now I haven't watched any of the second episode but I I do want to I just really want to focus on the first episode in this episode. But um, what was it? Uh, yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that, that like they can't separate Olivia from Euphoria. Or like Sydney from, Sydney. Yeah. from her character in Euphoria in this. It's like they're watching her character in Euphoria in this show. They're very, yeah, they're very similar, Cassie and Olivia. They are, but she has a cast she type. has a cast type, yeah, of mm. that that blonde girl with like with big boobs who's gonna steal her boyfriend, like the hot blonde girl. Oh my god! Well, she's been villainized like that in the media now. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, she's been like that in real life. No, I'm only messing. That was no, no. She's not. We don't know what's going on, but the media <laughs> are putting her in this light. <laughs> yes, and that they are because the media are. Mm-hmm. The media, media <laughs> the slander the media, but we all know the media deserves slander sometimes. Yes. <laughs> um, what do you think of Jennifer Coolidge in this? So, I mean, I love Jennifer Coolidge as a human being, and um, I think everyone does. Me too. I, I so when know. she won the Emmy, <laughs> she won an Emmy for this show. <laughs> I remember tweeting. <laughs> Before I actually ever watched the White Lotus, uh, I remember tweeting, uh, she should have won the Emmy for her role as Sophie in Two Broke Girls. True, she should have. Honestly, robbed. Um, I think, I mean, it's good that she's kind of getting like this kind of, I don't know, renaissance because she was kind of like the side character in so many things. Like she's the mom in Cinderella, sorry. She's the friend in Biggie Blonde. She's the neighbor into broke girls you know what i mean so i think it's kind of good she's getting a starring role but again i don't is she a good actress uh it's not that she's not good i just think she was born to be a co-star she is born to be a co-star do you know what i mean yeah she's she's gonna be stifler's mom forever like not everybody's the main that's not the main bitch Mm-hmm. It's true. Not everyone's the main bitch. Yeah. Some people are co-stars, and that's okay because, girl, you're living my dream anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> the gays love her. The gays love her. Oh, the get everybody loves her. And if you don't like Jennifer Coolidge, well, then, um, <laughs> you are everything that's wrong with the world. Okay. <laughs> no, I do. I adore Jennifer Coolidge, but she's always poor. See, now that we're speaking of cast types, I brought up so much. But... Oh, yeah, true she's like the goofy friend who like is like like i don't know now i know in cinderella sorry she was like the meanie pie but yeah uh, she was still like goofy in that yeah no she's like she's very cartoonish yeah even in this she's really cartoonish yeah, I don't, I like, I need to know more. I need to watch it more because I need to know more about her character and why she is the way she is. Mm-hmm. 
something is really like off about this show with me and it's not that I don't enjoy it it's just there's just off I'm like something's gonna happen and I don't know what it is off in terms of the story like as in I just get an off feeling when I watch it like I'm like is everything kind of connect like I don't know it's just weird I haven't heard about what happens but I heard some fan reactions to the season i'm not really gonna say much maybe if we do a part two we can kind of deep dive if i yeah. if i continue to watch it or maybe i'll just in fairness i've seen kind of a good majority of the show against my will on tiktok yeah. mostly because of jennifer coolidge and all the memes i don't think i've seen any memes about this show oh, oh my god i'm sorry memes can ruin can ruin things for me look at bird box yeah oh do you remember that yeah I forgot about the board box memes. <laughs> yeah, memes are one of those things. It makes or breaks something, and usually it breaks it. Yeah. Um, but what was I gonna say? Like, I'm like, uh, like at the start when Olivia and Father. Yes, thank you. Oh my god. I'm so bad. What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. At the start when Olivia and Paula were speaking on the boat, I was like, oh, are these like narrating it? Because it's it was not... kind of Is like a narration. Oh, was there narration in this? Why no, like... but they were having a conversation and they were like speaking about like, oh, like I bet she's this and I bet she's this. Mm-hmm. But like it was like really like nailing it on the head of what they were and it was like are they narrating this now are they psychic like it's like you never know what the vibe of the show is is everyone just gonna turn into a wizard or something yeah that is true <laughs> Riverdale <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of giving me Riverdale vibes <laughs> Isn't it like... I wouldn't disagree like in the way that it's like so bizarre but like yeah. Then I'm like, and then there's like the thing about Olivia's dad, like maybe having cancer, but they don't know. And then he's like bringing her brother snorkeling to try and make, that was quite a nice scene when they were sitting on the beach, even though it was weird, but it was nice. I did like, I did like the father-son thing. I thought that was actually really nice. And then I also really liked Lonnie's storyline. Yeah, but I feel like something bad's going to happen there. To To Lonnie? To Lonnie, yeah. Oh, I thought she seemed really sweet. She seemed so sweet and she seemed like that kind of character where like everyone gets behind her and then the show fucks her over or something. Mm-hmm. What do you think what did you think of the main the manager? Creepy. Yeah, weird. Creepy There's tell. something going on there. Yeah. And like it's like then I was like, oh, is this a place where like nobody gets off the island or like you have to sacrifice somebody and all? So <laughs> much was going through my mind. <laughs> but somebody's after dying. <laughs> That's true. I don't. I think you're gone too, Riverdale. <laughs> but like, yeah, but like, you wouldn't put it past it. Mm. Y- yeah, like Riverdale did happen, so it's not like that's out of the question. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I'm like, cause do you know the way when everyone was arriving to the to the resort? Yeah. It was they were the way they were being being greeted and profiled. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Is there a reason for this?" 
Do you know? <laughs> like they're all brought there for a reason. Yeah. Like glass onion, but not. Yeah. Now, they, that, when they arrived there, it reminded me of when they arrived to the glass onion island. It did, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But we, glass onion's a masterpiece. Glass onion is a masterpiece. Mm. Yeah, I love glass onion, so. So, Mike White created this show. Do you recognize that name at all? Nope. So, you might actually recognize him from School of Rock. He was Ned Schneeby. My, that was my reaction too. Sorry, I didn't even make a sound. <laughs> I just on the floor. <laughs> Like Ned oh. Schneeby. Oh my goodness. He wrote this. He's the creator. No way. I know, it's insane. I couldn't believe it when I found that out. That's mad. I can't believe that. I know, isn't that insane? I just wasn't expecting you to say somebody that I'd know. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? 20 years of School of Rock, by the way. Wow, yeah. We're doing a reunion. Oh my goodness. I don't like that. What do you mean? I just don't like that it's that old. I know. <laughs> wow. I'm looking up um Mike White now. Oh he wrote he wrote the screenplay to School of Rock. Okay, so he can do good things. Ah. But now here's my question. Why, Mike? What was the reason? What was the reason? <laughs> what was the reason? <laughs> Give me a reason. <laughs> he also wrote the screenplay to Natural Libre. <laughs> This man has layers. He wrote Nacho Libre. Yeah. Don't tell me he wrote Freaks and Geeks as well. I will die. Oh, no, he was. No, he did. He wrote a few episodes of Freaks and Geeks. Oh, my goodness. I don't I haven't watched that now. I won't lie, but. Whoa. Sorry. Now, this man, this man's CV is very extensive. All right. Well, fair enough. Fair play to you, Mike. Oh my god. Um it's a star studded cast though. It is. It's a really but a star studded cast doesn't always make for something great. I'm not saying this this possibly isn't. No, but it's just like I feel like he got a lot of like big names in to try help boost it. Mm. You know? Yeah, here you have Jennifer Coolidge, Sydney Sweeney, Connie Britton. From American Horror Story. Yeah. And then who was the dad? The Mike. Who played Mike? I he was really familiar to me. Um Steve Zahn, I think his name is. Oh yeah, I have him here. What's he in? Um, do you know what? I don't know, but when I looked at him, I was like, I know your face from somewhere. Oh, he's in Daddy Daycare. Ah, that's it, yeah. Oh god. <laughs> oh, this is wild. Would you stay at the White Lotus? Um, I don't know because I don't know what happens there and what if somebody has to get sacrificed. You know what I want to see? What? I want to see the characters from Benidorm at the White Lotus. 
That would be good. That would be that the would... most epic crossover of all time. That would be a great crossover. Now, th- that will never happen, but <laughs> it would be a great crossover. <laughs> or Armand. Armand can work in Benidorm. <laughs> <gasps> that he Armand would die in Benidorm. <laughs> die like. Oh my god. I find out Matty Healy's dad's in Benidorm. What? Yeah. Alan is Alan Henry because his mom is Denise Welsh. Yeah. Alan Heady? I'm no. looking at him now. Oh, no, I'm looking at him. No, that's his da. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love him, I'm better. <laughs> oh my god. <gasps> that is ridiculous, but also so funny. I know, isn't it weird? <laughs> How did Denise Welsh and that man make my healing? <laughs> <laughs> That's really hateful, but yes. I'm with you there. <laughs> oh my god. What is going on? <laughs> I don't know what anything is anymore. I know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is hilarious. So Matty Healy's an apple baby. Yeah, he is. Makes <laughs> sense. Makes sense. Well, he's got a bit of a name for himself now. <laughs> yeah, and how did he get the name? <laughs> he thinks like Healy, not Matty Welsh. True. I, I, if your mom's on loose women, I don't think that's your claim to fame. Like. Yeah, but she obviously knows people in the industry. Right, she was on Coronation Street. Like. <laughs> yeah, and she's on Loose Women and she speaks to people like all the time. <laughs> like famous people now. She would not survive the White Lotus, I don't think, Denise Welsh. No, well, no, I don't know. She's a bit, I feel like she would. You think she would? Yeah. Would. Who wouldn't? <laughs> what? What celebrity wouldn't survive in the White Lotus? Oh, there's plenty of them. Mm. What's what's your one who fainted on um, I'm a Slab years ago? Oh, Julia McKees. <laughs> oh, yeah, and this year she got caught for bringing salt in or something. I'm not even watching that new one. I'm not either. Kevin's mom is um the All-Stars and she got caught bringing, she brought in salt and she got caught. Did, fucking idiot. <laughs> she got booted out. Oh, of course, of course. Good. Oh my god, okay. Anything else to say in the White Lotus? No. Me either. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think. I was like, is there something something's lurking in there? I'll just spit it out if I can. Yeah, I don't think there's anything lurking though. Okay, so we're gonna talk about the success of the White Lotus. Would you believe it? Very bloody successful. Um so ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Very much higher than rent. Much, much higher than much rent. Much higher than rent. I heard so much bad press about this online. You <laughs> see? Uh, really? Because I'm only hearing the positive stuff. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm only hearing negativos. Negativos. So the series received a positive, criti- a positive critical response. It was included in the American Film Institute's list of the best 10 best programs of 2021 and 2022. Received various accolades, including 10 primetime Emmy Awards and two Golden Globes and it's been renewed for a third season set in Thailand. What? 
Yes, did they change location every year, I think? Yeah, because it was Hawaii, Sicily, and then obviously it will be in Thailand. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. About Thailand? No, just about the way it like changes every year. Is it is it like a knives out glass on the kind of scenario where it's gonna all the characters are gonna change and all? I don't know. I don't. I think the only one that came back for season two was Tanya. Am I wrong? I don't know. I didn't look into. Don't look alike. Okay, but anyway, we'll just get scooters in session. It's time. It's time. <laughs> we're getting to a bit of a pop quiz for you, Katie, all about the White Lotus, and I tried to keep this as easy as possible. Thanks, Anna. Um... <laughs> I appreciate it. So, ten questions all about the White Lotus. Are you ready? I am ready. So, question one: What year did the White Lotus premiere? Twenty twenty-one. That is correct. Oh wow! Who plays Tanya? <laughs> can't remember we literally talked about her extensively um um Diffler's mom yeah I know Jennifer Coolidge yeah yeah <laughs> I always forget her name that's really bad oh god where is the White Lotus base the first season Hawaii yeah Maui to be exact but yes Hawaii <laughs> Um, question four. Who gives birth in the first episode? Lonnie. Oh, maybe I'll keep watching just for Lonnie. Um, yeah, me too. I love Lonnie. What is the name of Sydney Sweeney's character? Olivia. That is right. True or false, Tanya came back in season two. True. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go with that one. Uh, which question said, which character believes they have cancer? Mark. Olivia's dad. That is right, yeah. Is it Mark or Mike? Mark. Mark. Okay, very. Um, yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Question eight. Uh, which characters are reading by the pool in episode one? Olivia and Paula. That's right. So question nine. This is multiple choice. Which actor has not made an appearance in either seasons of The White Lotus? Katie Cuoco, Laura Dern, Aubrey Plaza, or Theo James? Laura Dern? No. Oh. You don't know. I don't know. Uh, Katie Cuoco has not. She's in another great HBO show called The Flight Attendant. Um, Laura Dern appears as a voice over a phone, so she is in it. Aubrey oh. Plaza and Theo James were new cast members that joined in season two. Yes, yeah, I was mixing Kaylee Coco up with the flight attendant because I was like, I knew she was in the HBO show. I never watched the second season of that, so. I haven't watched the fourth season of it. Oh, the first season's brilliant. Um, is it? Oh, it's really good. Hmm. Uh, question 10. What is the name of the hotel manager? Armand. That's right. So you got nine out of ten. Wow, I'm so proud of myself. I did try to keep that as easy as possible. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. Okay. So next up, we're going to have the White Lotus on our pop scale. We rank it out of five based on how much we like it and its place in pop culture. Katie, what do you give the White Lotus? I did enjoy it, but I'm going to give it a two. Mm. Because I haven't a clue what's going on. I feel like it's one of them shows. I'm going to watch two or three more episodes. I'm going to be like, I'm giving up on this. Yeah. 
Um, but I like I will say I started watching it yesterday on my break in work, and I was like, well, I want to go back and watch the rest of this. So mm. that's a good sign. But I'm giving it a two. Okay, um, I'm gonna give it a two as well. Yeah, because I'm not sure how I feel. Okay, like, there are certain elements I think are good, and I see the intent. Yeah, certain elements I really don't like, and it drives me insane. Sure. Uh, just in terms of like what my TV watching and you know what I said, you know, I said Buffy was better than most things on TV nowadays, and I stand by that. Yeah, you're not wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> Um, yeah but I think the cast is you know cool you know I've got Jennifer and Connie and Sydney and you know some in some interesting faces in there yeah um like it I'm if I get to the end of episode three and I still don't feel it I'm not I'm not staying at the White Lotus you're fair that's fair so I'm giving it to you for that because it's a little overrated in my opinion yeah it is definitely but well done on all the wins and stuff and Mike White what a man you are. <laughs> Fair play to your brain, Mr. White. <laughs> so next up, we're going to talk about what's popping, meaning what we're enjoying in terms of pop culture. Katie, what's popping with you? Oh, my goodness. I don't really know. I feel like I say the same thing every week. Yeah, no, same. <laughs> I'm like, I need something new. I haven't branched out. I suppose the White Lotus because it's something I do want to watch. Mm. Um. Ted Lasso, my usual podcast. I'm really enjoying the Kinahins from the, I think it's The Sun is doing it, but it's like an Irish podcaster and it is it is really interesting, mm-hmm. especially if you're from Dublin. It gives a big insight into kind of gangland Ireland and stuff. Um, but if you're one of those people that really like to binge podcasts and don't like to wait for them to come out weekly, I would recommend waiting for that because it is coming out weekly at the moment yeah and then other than that um i watched the dungeons and dragons film last night how was that it was surprisingly good yeah i've heard this yeah like i mean kevin were like that was a good movie <laughs> and like i because i just wasn't expecting it to be good <laughs> In shocks, just <laughs> expecting it to be crap. Like, movies <laughs> over. You don't say a word to each other throughout the whole movie. You just turn to each other and he goes, "That was a good movie." Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't like that. It was more of a shock. Like that was good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Now, it like a little bit true. I kind of got a bit bored, but it redeemed itself. <laughs> So, what's popping with you? Let me know. Okay. Uh, so, it's, it's this TikTok sound that's just popped up on my thing today. And uh, it's um, it's a song. Oh. If I were a fish in... <laughs> I've been right singing now. that all day. And when you said a TikTok sound popped up in my head, I was like, damn it, I should have said the fish song. But you're after saying the fish song. So, me too. <laughs> Shimmering in the sun. <laughs> but you wear one. Can't oh. believe that you caught one. It's such a good song. <laughs> it's so catchy. It's amazing. And it, it does make you feel happy when you sing it as well. Yeah. So I love that song. Yeah, I like it. I, I love it too. Uh, Vanderpump Rules, because the drama is just 
hitting the fan now. We're getting to Scandaval time. Oh, yeah. All the Scandaval. Oh, El Scandaval. But yeah, news was Buffy, Succession, slowly getting through Succession. I can't. I'm giving up. I keep giving up. I am trying not to. I know if, if people tell me there's a lull in season two and then it picks up midway through season three, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and try and drive through it. Um, But yeah, so that uh, new girl, which is just comfort in my mind. I was just feeling really shit yesterday and I was like, I need new girl. <laughs> yep. And usual podcast. And also uh, a red carpet look. Holly Bailey's Little Mermaid premiere look. Oh, she's so stunning. Oh, my God. I love it so much. It was fab. It was really nice. She's just winning in life right now. (laughs) She's doing very well, and I'm very happy for her. Unbelievable. Also, the visuals from Beyonce's Renaissance tour, because she's not coming here, and I'm not going to (laughs) go. Fair. Oh, and this book I'm reading, final one. I, I never really say a book. But no, you never say a book. I only said it once before with Jeanette McCurdy's book. Well, I'll say this one. So it's called Ace of Spades. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Ace of Spades by, I'm going to butcher this name, Far- Farida Abike Imidi. It's a, uh... so it's really interesting. It's like Gossip Girl meets Get Out, which is two of my favorite things. Huh. It's about these two black students at a predominantly white uh, private school. And they get uh, these texts around the school about their secrets by someone called Aces. So it's really, really cool. Ah. So yeah, really like that. And cannot wait to keep reading. So Katie, where can the people find us? People can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It Podcast. You can give us a little review on Apple Podcasts and a rating on Spotify if you so wish. And if any of your family and friends need new podcasts to listen to, someone new in their ears, send them our way. They can find us anywhere they get their podcasts. So that was our episode on White Lotus and you'll hear from us next week. Goodbye.